for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, August 28, 2012. This is, I'm told, episode 49 of Attack of the Androids. My name is Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, just the two of us. Joey Kelly, what's up? Hello, good evening, folks. It is nice to be back with Matt Lee in studio. And Shane Brady, what's up, man? Not too much. Glad you're back, Matt. Hey, glad to be back. No, I'm not. I wish I was still in Mexico. But I'm here. (laughs) Oh, boy, Pucky. Whatever was... uh, in I think it's near almost near impossible for a white person to go to Mexico and come back and not just be like leaking disgustingness out of everywhere. Anyway, just saying. I don't know what it is in their water, but you're not supposed to drink it. Uh Joey, you had <laughs> I see this all the time too, and actually just the other day, uh our secretary at work, her boyfriend got in a bad car accident. At this intersection where there's two turning lanes, and then there's a lane that goes straight, and then there's the other traffic, right? And so the light turns green for us, other traffic, totally red light. Here comes a car, just like right through it. I tap the brakes right as it goes by. Uh, He wasn't so lucky and got T-boned by this lady in a truck doing like 65. And I was curious if she was maybe on the phone or not. And Joey, you ride a motorcycle. Motorcycle Joey is what they call you. M- yeah. MJ. Uh, well, let me launch into this. Um, this was uh, this is just kind of a brief safety message from your friends here on Attack of the Androids. Uh, a word about phone use in vehicles. And this relates to uh, an experience I had a week ago Monday. Uh, like I said, I, know, I don't know how many people know it, but I do ride a motorcycle. Um, I have for actually better part of 10 years now. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff in traffic, and I've seen a lot of dumb things happen in front of me, but this one uh, takes the cake. It was the closest I have ever come uh, to some sort of a major accident. The The issue or the situation was a woman was making a right turn on red uh, from a single lane onto a two-lane uh, piece of road, and instead of going in the right lane, which is what you're supposed to do, she went into the left lane, cutting in front of yours truly uh, on uh, his uh, motorcycle. And what I would like to encourage everyone to do is remember that despite what you think, your primary responsibility when you are in a vehicle is the safety of yourself and the others around you in the vehicle in traffic. Regardless of whether you're on a phone or not, that's your primary responsibility. This particular woman happened to be on a cell phone and did not look to her left uh, when she cut right, and I was within a couple of feet of hitting her. Um, And your bike would have just wrecked her world. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that it, it it's not that. The hard part for people to understand and never ridden on a bike is that the biker 
is not the one that's going to come out of it unscathed. You think? The car is going to be probably fine. The <laughs> operator is probably going to be fine. And the biker is going to be dead. It's like hitting a deer. Uh, it's like no no contest at all. <laughs> correct. It, it, it's, you know, I, I would... I, I, or so had I'm told. I not, Had there been traffic coming in the other lane that I swerved into, had I not been able to jam on the brakes fully, um, I mean, I actually stalled the engine in traffic uh, by jamming on the brakes too hard. Um, I mean, it, 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 I did a full panic stop, and had I not been able to do that or had I not been able to swerve into an unoccupied lane, there is a very good chance that I would be dead right now. So are you blaming uh, this on Android or Apple or what? I, I would love to blame it on Apple, but no, I, I don't think it's anything to do with anything other than driver inattention. Yeah, and it's just people, it, like, just bored out of their mind driving and not even looking. It's actually gotten bad here to the point where there's a bunch of billboards. All about mm. like look for motorcyclers. <laughs> like there's there's a ton of them out there. Like look for them. There is a very old safety slogan in the motorcycle world, um, and it simply says "check twice, save a life." Yeah. If this woman had looked to her left a second time, she would have seen me, and well, at least she would have had a much greater chance. Of she would have gave me. you the finger. She would have looked over, Possibly. went anyway. And just finger like the whole way, lane change, no blinker. But um, anyway, did she, so did she know it happened, or was she completely oblivious? Well, by the time I jammed on the horn, um, <laughs> and um, after I got stopped, jammed on the horn, and then went by her, um, not terribly happy in the other lane. I'm pretty sure she got the hint. I'm not entirely sure that she'd figured out that she actually did anything wrong. And then speeding off, like embarrassed, just pretending like she totally didn't see it. <laughs> well, the, the thing terrible. is, is what I would have, what I, what I would have liked to have done would have been to have gone around her, stopped like to, in the in the middle of the road with the bike crossways, and jammed the lane in front of her and see how she liked it. <laughs> it's uh, fun, the isn't problem, it? Of course, would be that with her current state and obvious inattention. I was pretty sure I was going to get dead again. Uh, so I decided that was a bad idea. Could, could you have written up right next to her, tapped on the wi- the window, and given her the finger? That would have been um, cool. <laughs> I wish to refrain from any comments on any mach- on any obscene gestures that I may or may not have made. Now, if it had been a car, would a car normally be able to swerve or stop? Um, I would have swerved possible. into it. That's what you're supposed to do. You, s- you turn into it. It's possible that you would that a car would have uh, have been able to dodge her. The thing is, is that the, the big problem was the fact that a bike can out accelerate a car uh, because of the power to weight ratio. So, I mean, when I left the traffic light that I turned at, um, I had cars right next to me. By the time I got to where this happened, I was several car lengths ahead of them. If you're used to thinking about how fast cars accelerate, then she would have been correct. Had I been in a car, I would not have been able to accelerate fast enough to be where I was at. The problem is that I wasn't on a car. I was on a bike, and I was there, and I nearly died. The problem is people just don't look where the hell they're going. That's the yeah, I, I think yeah, she just didn't look. So. All right, well, Do keep her in line. Let's, the big news, obviously, I mean, I know everyone's sick of hearing about it, I'm sure, and we haven't even talked about it yet, is the lawsuit that just finished well this part of it just finished right ruling in apple's favor uh for how much one point something billion, one, one, billion. One point, yeah 1.049 how's your billion. profits 
that's okay. Uh, and there's an article in ZDNet about how <laughs> Google and Samsung and all the other OEMs that are doing Android need to change their dress, I guess, uh, like trade trade dress and how they look. Is this more? Is this going to give them more of an excuse to want to continue to develop uh, custom UIs over the top of Android, Shane? Well, in this case, it's actually the custom UI that got him in trouble, and it feels oh, like oh, really? A little touch with, uh, and to me, it feels like um, they'd be better off going away from the custom skins because Google has been paying attention, and you can't mistake a ICS or a Jelly uh, Jellybean phone for the for iOS. Right, all. it's all the bubbly colors and icons, and the way I don't know. The, it seems like there is only a, a few ways you can lay out a grid of pictures to tap on, I mean, to activate things. But it's not really about that, I guess. Yeah, if you look at how the Nexus 7 is, like that jelly bean style and all that, you're right. just not going to mistake it for a, uh, for a iPhone anymore. Um, so I, my hope is that with uh, – my hope is that people will just stop wasting time with the skins and focus on the – on the phone itself. Can you honestly or, say, though, like when you pick up an Android tablet or you pick up an iPad and you're like, oh, my God, I totally thought this one was the other one. Like, do people really do that or is that just an excuse? I'm sure that people do actually do that because they, they look similar enough that if you didn't know and you just grabbed one, you just might grab the wrong one. It's possible. If you didn't know any better, right? If you were just completely oblivious to any of this technology and you were just given them, you're like, wow, gee, honey, what is this thing here? Now, there was a comment made by, I can't remember if it was one of the journalists or if it was one of the jurors. I think it was one of the jurors. They actually said that the Android part of the Samsung Galaxy Tab was not what they found was in violation. Mm. What they found was in violation was the actual physical design of the product. Actually, that's the one they passed on. They didn't find them in violation of trade dress for that. So, right. this, this... so in other words, what that means is that the Android operating system is fine and is not infringed oh, right, right. on Apple's patents. Right. So, it was just this one device. So there's three of them, right? D677, D087, and D305. And they say that's basically trade dress, essentially non-tangible asset that your company owns. It covers the way your product looks, so that is unmistakable that a product originates from a particular source. Um, one of the reasons why Samsung got dinged so badly, presumably, is that Apple was able to conclusively prove to the jury there was a customer confusion between what products Apple sold and what products Samsung sold. And that Samsung did it on purpose! You're stealing! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, well, it, it, it's interesting um, it, on that comment whether they stole or not. Robert Scoble had a good comment that spending a billion dollars to become the second or the number one phone manufacturer in three years is a great investment. That all the money that Microsoft and HTC and all that are going to dump in to try to become a leader, they're going to pay a lot more than a billion. So, so maybe it was worth the gamble for Samsung. I don't know. And that was Judge Coe. They say Apple could be awarded significantly higher damages by Judge Coe uh, to the tune of triple the amount of the $1 billion plus that the jury uh, gave them. So, Whale, well, is that going a, to get passed on to us? Or are they Google's just going to be like, here's $2 billion. 
one for next time also, just in case. Well, for uh, in a related story, according to this article from Linux Magazine uh, that was published, actually this was a few days ago, uh, Android's market share of the smartphone OS is up to 64.1%. That's a 20.7% yeah. increase in a year. Apple has one phone and android i mean there's it's there's so many like even off manufacturers like in korea and you know just random there's so much of it like it's just pure numbers i mean yep so i mean in one way that's kind of a non issue in that you figure okay there's been an explosion in the in the in the cell phone in the smartphone market they can't all be iPhones because the iPhone can't they can't produce that many and not everybody can afford them well yeah so that too right have to be something other than that uh, on the flip side I think this also represents the fact that well frankly the th this is that epic battle of the PC versus the Mac the Mac has the smaller market share with the devoted and uh, with the devoted fans, and the uh, the PC is just in general use by everybody. Android, I think, is going to be that general use by everybody OS, and then there's going to be those few people that either feel that their uh, phone is a status symbol or they just have money to burn. <laughs> I just wear it around my neck like a clock. Yeah, right. boy. <laughs> yeah. Do people or, really do that? Yeah. I mean, like really in real life? It's my iPhone bling. All right, uh, let's move on here. Drinking game, ready? Republic Wireless. Who's a member now? Me! Fantastic. Is it awesome? Are you hooked up yet, I, or are you still waiting? I don't know yet. Um, I, I ordered it last Friday. I was going to talk about this on the show last week, when we didn't have a show, so oops. You didn't? Um, oh, yeah, the week before that. Never mind. Right. So um, anyway, but I got my invite, I think it was Monday or Tuesday last week. And I went, oh, yippee. And I got looking at it, and I, and I said, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try this. They offer you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, so if I don't like it, I can get my money back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to give this a, a good, solid run for a couple of weeks, take the phone with me everywhere I go, try it, make unnecessary phone calls, uh, <laughs> you know, and see what works and what doesn't. Burn it up. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but I should have the phone tomorrow. Um, UPS which, has already got it. Um, did, did you get the Optimus, the LG? I, which no, one did you I get? got the Motorola. Um, which I didn't know they had one. Uh, or yeah, did we talked about that a f quite a few episodes ago when they added yeah, it? Yeah, it, it it's got a um, <laughs> the Milestone Two or something. <laughs> no. It's what a is it? Motorola crud, XT or something like that. Hmm. Um, and that's the one you got. Yeah, uh, Defy XT, Motorola Defy XT. Um, yep, and uh, it's uh, $29 for the first month of service. It's a $10 uh, over a fee for setup and whatnot, and then it's uh, unlimited minutes, text and data, no contract, no overages, uh, yeah. risk-free 30-day guarantee. So we're going to see. You have to see how fast it is. It will be interesting. Yeah, well, what I'm concerned about is that in my area, uh, I have no sprint coverage, really. There's some, but it's all roaming and secondary networks and whatnot. So I may this may not work for me as a phone. It may work perfectly fine at home on my internet connection. Might work fine at work on my internet connection there, but it's not going to work for me when I'm actually using it as a cell phone. Um, and frankly, I'm not going to spend 
$20 a month to have a landline uh, that is internet-based that won't work if my internet goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a good, honest run. Um, I didn't port my number or anything. Um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, if it works great, then it works great. But I have a sneaking suspicion that due to the carrier they've partnered with, it just isn't going to work with me up here. Yeah. What is your current phone now? What is your daily driver now? Uh, my daily driver for uh, – actually, this is going to be the third carrier in my house. Uh, I'm using an LG um, – I think it's a Saber. Uh, it's a it's a non smartphone. It's just a feature phone. Um, it's on U.S. cellular. The Matter fact, saber. Uh, I think it's a saber. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, it, here's here's the thing. It's rock solid and reliable, and it gets excellent reception. Um, that's, that's that's all that matters with those, right? Like those always yeah. had the best antennas in them because that's all they were was a big antenna yeah. with like a keypad and maybe an LED on it if you were lucky. Yeah. And it works perfectly, and, it's, exactly. and it was a free phone, um, and it works solid. Now, what I use for my smartphone is a LG Revolution, um, uh, which is a 4G LTE Verizon phone, and this is provided to me by my work. Uh, so I've got both Verizon and U.S. Cellular, which is the two biggest carriers in the state in, in the same place, so I can actually give a comparison on those versus on Sprint. Um, and we're going to see how the uh, how the data works and everything else. Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Fantastic. So uh, I posted about this on Google Plus. Did you guys see the Nikon Coolpix that's coming out is going to be a camera, but it is Android powered. So instead of your phone, you know, with a camera yep. on it, this is just a camera that runs Android. What do you yep. think? 16 megapixel point and shoot. Psh. Android 2.3 gingerbread. Full well, here's HD what I video. like about it. It's actually a fairly competent point and shoot camera. Uh, it's got a 10x optical zoom um, as opposed to your digital zoom. It's got, I think, like with the digital zoom, it's something stupid. It's like 40 or something. No, 4x digital on top of the on top of the 10x. So it, it's it's a pretty – in other words, with this thing, you can zoom in and get detail without grain and fuzziness that you can't do with your traditional smartphone camera. Um, the downside and the reason why I'm not jumping up and down all, oh, my God, I got an Android camera, oh, my God, an Android camera, uh, is the fact that, well, it doesn't have a cell phone modem in it or anything. It's Wi-Fi only. And in terms of wanting to, you know, like share your photos and whatnot, you can't take a picture with this thing without a wireless hotspot around. <laughs> At me. all? Uh, Bless you. At all? Uh, thanks. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you can take a picture with it, but you can't share it because it's Wi-Fi only. So unless you have a phone or a hotspot, that you know, so you're carrying two devices at that point, which most everybody carries a phone anyway. Uh, but unless you have, you know, the the, the Wi-Fi hotspot enabled on it, you can't do anything with this that you can't do with a, a point-and-shoot camera and a laptop. Right. But isn't that the point of it being a camera first? Is that it's going to have good lenses and good image processing and all that? Well, that's the other thing is that this. All right. No offense to Nikon. 
But in my opinion, you picked the wrong camera to put a cool operating system on. That's true. I always thought Sony's, like, I've always had cyber shots, and they've always just, the pictures they take are amazing if you have them set right. Well, no, that's not what I was getting at. Uh, Nikkor uh, lenses, which is what these have, uh, are second to none. Um, my digital SLR is a Nikon, um, and I'm very familiar with the product line. My point is, this is a point-and-shoot camera. If you really want to, you know, impress me with, with the photo-taking capabilities of an Android-powered camera, put it on an SLR. Put it on a heavy-duty, either high-end consumer or low-end professional-grade camera. That's when you're going to impress me with your with your Android power device, not with an aggravated point and shoot. Aren't they though also relying a lot on apps and whatnot? Well, they are. I mean, there's built-in photo apps and and whatnot. Um, but what they're talking about is basically this isn't the camera that you that you buy and then you're stuck with the features as is. You can continue to upgrade it. You can change the apps around, and you can right. do sharing right from the device. That was one of the features. Well, the problem is, of course, yes, that's one of the features, but the, you don't have the ability to do it until you're within a Wi-Fi connection. What do you think is worse, waiting for updates from a carrier or from a camera manufacturer? <laughs> uh, considering hmm. just coming out with a uh, 2.3... <laughs> Can you root and ROM this sucker? Because that would be cool, right? Uh, well, that would be interesting. Unfortunately, there's a bunch of proprietary photo apps that are of installed course. by default. Of course. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, they do not sh- show this as being the Google Android operating system. It's oh, just no. labeled as Android. So it may or may not have the Play Store. Um, I think actually it says it does have the Play Store, but it's not being sold as a Google product. So it probably doesn't have Gmail and stuff like that on it. Well, yeah, um, and I mean, it doesn't look like it would be very fun. I mean, if you're going from, like, a, a Galaxy Nexus or a Note or, you know, any kind of phone like that to this, it, I don't know. It doesn't – you turn it, and maybe it's a, as big as, like, your feature phone is, kind of. It's yeah. It doesn't look like it's something that you'd be like, ooh, let's play some Angry Birds or something. You know, it's it's strictly a, a, a GUI for the camera rather than yeah, buttons and menus, you know. Yep. It's all it's all in there. Yeah, this reminds me of. Oh, go ahead, Joey. Uh, well, from that standpoint of being a GUI to interface with the camera, this is probably a heck of a lot better for most people, because the the GUIs on a lot of these cameras are very very non intuitive, um, and stuff is buried under four or five pages of settings. If you can do anything to make that easier, that's a good thing. Uh, one thing that I do like about this over a smartphone that you're using for kind of quote unquote casual. Uh, photography is that it has an interchangeable battery, so you can swap the battery in the field. That's um, But I got to admit, I I can't believe that a touchscreen powered Android running camera isn't going to drain that battery faster. Yeah, you think? Well, and then again, though, you're not always going to have the screen on. I mean, more times than not, it's going to be. And since there's no uh, there's 3G no optical antennas, viewfinder, dude. What? If you're going to aim the camera, you got to. Well, when you're using it, but. If you have a smartphone, you're using it way more. It's it's more on than it is off. I, I have a feeling like when you carry around your camera, it's more off until you want to use it, and then it's on. And so standby oh, with true. this, because you don't have antennas. I mean, you have the Wi-Fi, right? But no no LTE or nothing. That right. battery is going to last a lot longer, I think. Unless yeah, it's I a lot it's smaller, what... then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> I think it's why they didn't include a cellular on there was for battery life. But, but this reminds me a lot of what X or Sirius XM did with the Lynx radio. They took Android and made a radio out of it because 
it's um, it's a cheap, easy to program. It's a free, easy to program, flexible operating system, and right. you can build products without having to do a lot of customization. And how many camera apps are already out there? I mean, yeah, many. Just grab a bunch. Throw it on there. I don't think it. I don't think it needs a Play Store. I think it needs to be able. I mean, a full-fledged Play Store. But if it could get enough on there that you could share with Google Plus, and you don't have to worry about, you know, I don't know if I don't know if people share pictures right away. But you hook up Google Plus, and all your pictures are automatically. You do instant upload style. Now, what if you use this with Google Glass? Like, does that start to make sense at all? Not really. This is two too cameras. Bulky. Come on, two cameras. Well, yeah, but this is this is too bulky and too power consuming. To yeah, for sure. Run all the time. So, I I, I agree with you uh, on the on the it sits off most of the time. Then you pull it out of your pocket, turn it on, and then bam. Um, the other thing that remains to be seen, though, it, if this is going to function with the full on Android OS, I mean, it's going to have to be sitting there in an idle state in your pocket. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for several seconds. Yeah, but you can you can turn down the processor and everything way, way down in idle and then have it come out when it's in oh, yeah. use. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, the we'll other thing that surprises me about this is they're talking about this is going to be, what, around 350 bucks, I think, is the target price? Something like that. Um, I remember not all that long ago, you couldn't even get a point-and-shoot camera with 10x optical zoom. And it was nowhere near 16 You always megapixels. got that crappy digital zoom that just pixelated yeah. the hell out of everything. <laughs> I would always exactly. just turn yeah. that off, always. And, I, I mean, I was paying $400 less than 10 years ago. For, well, sorry, about 10 years ago, I was paying about $400 for a 2-megapixel camera with 3x optical zoom. And it didn't have Wi-Fi or anything fancy. Yeah, so, I've had the same Sony CyberShot for like the last five years, and it—I don't know—I really—I rarely use it. More and more, I just use my Galaxy Nexus, and then I clean them up and put them up, and then done. Don't even gotta think about it. Well, you see, that's the difference between you and me. I, I still find myself going for the SLR Jerry, anytime that's just I need one like, of the, honest to god photos. One of the main differences between you yeah. and me. All right. Well, speaking of Android running cool stuff, did you guys see the NASA Android satellite smartphone thing? Uh, Amazing. In October, NASA wants to send a two-pound, 10-ounce cube-shaped satellite. Do you think they took the cue and, like, squished it and was like, (laughs) here, NASA, use this? Uh, They're going to put it onto a rocket. It's about the size of a coffee cup. Onto a rocket launched from uh, Wallops Island, Virginia. Uh, And it's got the guts of a Nexus 1 and a Nexus S. How about that? Now, here's the real question. Are they going to change the wallpaper so that the uh, Android has a space suit on? Yes. They're going to use the spiral galaxy one, and it's going to kill the battery, and it's just going <laughs> to fall out of the sky and hit somebody. That works for Apple. The effort known as PhoneSat uh, and run out of NASA Ames Research Center in Silicon Valley is part of the Space Agency's Small Spacecraft Technology Program which aims to support the development of new technologies to improve the capabilities of small spacecraft that weigh less than 100 kilos. It's about 220 pounds. I mean, you've got to pounds. admit, this is uh, probably the most, the, the smartest move they could make. This They're is probably it- the highest-powered device in space. Because, like, weren't, <laughs> weren't all those old ones run by, like, TI-83s and stuff, or the equivalent of... 
Like they were very, they were exactly as as powerful as they needed to be, and nothing more. So, you know, yeah. they kept it as simple as they possibly could to reduce. You know, blue screens of death, <laughs> for example. Well, what's interesting is that NASA has traditionally used technology that was, if not one generation behind, at least extremely hardened and industrialized. Right. Uh, so they must really feel that they are able to get enough hardening out of this and enough and that the code they can write for these things is tight enough that uh, they won't get any hang-ups or weird issues. I heard um, an interesting story on, I think it was the Skeptics Guide podcast, about this guy that was trying to hack the Mars rover or something. And they weren't sure if it was, like, real or if it was the FBI setting a trap or whatever. But he was on these forums asking about, you know, like, what NASA radio technology for their signals so he could capture it and then decode it and all this. And, like, asking for help, right? And it it was just interesting that you could remotely, like, do a 10 million mile hack, basically, and (laughs) technically get into this rover and, like, make it do wheelies and, and whatnot. But anyway, uh, so yeah, this phone set, that's pretty cool. Do you think they will get updates? So you have your carrier, your camera manufacturer, and NASA. <laughs> Who are you getting updates from first? What they will do is they will simply let the satellite fall back to Earth and right. launch another one. Pretty much. They're like this big. <laughs> we'll be launching them all day. <laughs> Uh, I gotta so, yeah. admit, though, this is actually really cool because NASA has continued to 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 push open source and free software and such, and and this has got to be the biggest embodiment of it in terms of an entire program could, based around it. Could you imagine like being on the ISS and all of a sudden seeing this Nexus One <laughs> float by and like snap a picture <laughs> as it just goes on its way? That'd be fantastic. That's where you could use Google Glass from the satellite. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would hope. They're still waiting on theirs also. Uh, let's see. What else do you guys want to talk about? The Galaxy MP3 player? Was it you, Joey, that said you wanted one of these? And Jeremy was like, no, you don't, or whatever? <laughs> or was it the other way around? I forget. No, it was me that I, I said. I was like, all right, this is what I was talking about when I said this is the device that I want. Which this looks like an iPod. It, well, it is. It, it, it's, yeah, no, no, copyright not infringing. Yeah, right. Um, a dual-core <laughs> iPod. Oh, uh, man. No, but what this is is this is an Android-powered smartphone without the phone. It's a it's an iPod, basically. Right. It's, it's an iPod Touch, yeah. only powered by Android and running but it has, Samsung's But it has everything else, right? It has yeah. GPS. It has cameras, front and mm-hmm. back. This one's running ICS That's with right, some... Yeah. With some touch whiz, just pss, peeing all over it, peeing all over Android, touch whiz. Uh, uh, a TDMB, I mean, a gyro sensor, micro USB, stereo, FM radio, ooh, <laughs> Bluetooth. That's pretty cool. Micro I mean, SD. It, it's basically a phone without the phone, so you get all of the advantages of running apps and whatnot, and as long as you're around Wi-Fi, perfect. Um, if you're not around Wi-Fi... Uh, useless or quasi useless. Or what if you also have? Would you, if you had an Android phone, would you get something like this? Or you're just using your phone at that point, right? Because you could turn your phone into a hotspot and then connect this to that. And this right. To that. I think this is the device that you give to the kids because <laughs> right. when they break it, you not at least you're not paying on a data contract. That's true. How much is it? 
160 bucks. So for forty dollars, you can get a Nexus One or sorry, Nexus Seven. That seems a little expensive. A Nexus Seven that that's like the bar now, isn't it? Yeah. I want one. I I would trade you my Transformer Prime that I'm trying to unlock. Actually, I got it unlocked, but the root the root app <laughs> doesn't work with the version I have because I had the newest firmware update. So I have to downgrade like three times back to that mess of code, <laughs> and then. But I think in the end it'll be worth it because I'll have Jelly Bean running on it finally, yeah. and not having it's to got- wait on Asus. I think I have Jelly Bean on mine now, but it's gotta be that that uh, MP3 Galaxy player. It's gotta be like seventy bucks to make and sense. Ideally, it would be, but you gotta remember they're going up against the iPod Touch. iPod Touch is two hundred. And think about it too. That's not one hundred and sixty bucks subsidized. Like that's just there. It's yours now. Right, right. No contracts. The, none of that BS. The iPod yeah. Touch is overpriced, and it's also defined. well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that's the um, point. Although. I think the only reason why it's declining is because the people are trading up for their iPhones and they're giving the old iPhones that are no longer on a contract to their kids. That's probably the only reason why it's declining. I think personally that there is a strong, strong need for a device that has the four inch screen. Having the LG Revolution has sold me on the three and a half to four and a half inch screen size as being just about the, 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 the medium point between portability, weight, and features, and size. Um, I think that the stuff like the Nexus 7 is great. I mean, I have the Nook. That's a 7-inch tablet. But the Nook is not nearly as practical to haul around on a, on a day-to-day basis as the phone is. So, I, I don't know. I see this Galaxy MP3 player as, as something that someone who is looking for a cheap device that they can buy outright, that they don't have to supplement with the data plan, like to give to a kid, uh, for instance, this stocking will work. I mean, stuffers, stocking stuffers. No, I, I agree. I do think 140 is, is the, not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Do do either of you guys, or did either of you guys use Groove Shark ever? Nope. No. Not me. Okay. Because they got in. Um, it's like a streaming music thing, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've tried. I've tried just put all of them, but not that one. Well, that one, they had a bunch of lawsuits and stuff, so it kind of went away. But then Google brought it back, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Uh, back in January, GrooveShark launched an HTML5 web app for streaming music through iOS and Android web browser uh, in response to being banned from some app stores. And then they've been in pretty much deep doo-doo with the music companies ever since. Uh, they say, after working closely with Google to get rogue apps removed, we're delighted that the official GrooveShark app has been reinstated in the Android market. It's back. Ah. GrooveShark is dedicated to helping music fans search, discover, and share music while pioneering new artist promotion, distribution, and monetization techniques. We look forward to continuing to build a relationship with Android and leverage this fantastic platform for our partners, Satan and the rest of the record industry. Oh, I hate the record industry. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, They have two pricing tiers for listening to music through the app. The free one gets unlimited radio station listening, like Pandora and Spotify, uh, with a $9 a month premium subscription that you get on-demand streaming of any song in GrooveShark and much more. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Who cares? Hey, I just noticed something. 
Oh. Have you ever been to the web, like Venture Beats website? Uh, I've been on it on different articles. Go there and then <laughs> tell me what it looks like. All right. Uh, who put this Steve Wozniak? He hates the HTC Thunderbolt while he stands in a weird Android shirt with a biking helmet and glasses on. Doesn't everybody dislike the uh, Thunderbolt? I don't know. I've never even used it. It looks like a big hero. <laughs> the the uh, HTC. Or no, who made the hero? Wasn't it called the hero? HTC, HTC made the hero. Yeah. It looks like that, but bigger, I guess. Oh, actually, it looks like he's about to play. Uh, it called the hero? Ah, I can't even remember now. Anyway. Uh, he says, <laughs> the phone's bulkiness, frequent network outages. is That's not the phone's fault. Come on, Waz. Uh, overheating, that's good, and battery issues were only some of the downsides um, quoted by many regular tech users when returning the HTC Thunderbolt to retailers. And it wasn't very cheap, and there were no ICS updates yet. Or they are still waiting, or maybe they got a couple. Who knows? Uh, Waz was in this Gizmodo chat room, and he said the HTC Thunderbolt was one of the worst gadgets he'd actually paid for ever. Ever. <laughs> Waz just bringing the pain. Really, <laughs> he never bought a new one. Especially given the fact that Apple's co-founder had mentioned in an interview a few months ago that he preferred Android over iOS from a couple of points of view and that he wished the iPhone could do all the things his Android did. And then there was a ghost and it said, It will soon. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, what are you doing? What are you doing? Pull down the menu, dummy. I guess this is notable because Wozniak always loves everything. Maybe. Every yeah, right. It's just weird to hear him say like anything like it's it's that bad. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, did you see the Android pirating websites that got taken down? No, they got taken down before I got there. Uh huh. <laughs> Big old ad. Do, does your heart jump every time you go to a website that gives you the FBI <laughs> seal, like it's been shut down? I don't every know time I see about. that, I, just, I think the, I think they're overstepping their bounds. That's what I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once... I actually wonder: doesn't the FBI have like actual crimes to uh, to worry about? These are crimes. <laughs> <laughs> This is evil. This is evil in its purest form, and it will usher in the end times unless we stop it. We're on a mission from God. That's what they say sometimes. To stop piracy? Yes. Yeah, I'll yes. be honest. I stick with the regular app stores. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't... I think I downloaded Max Payne, but I never did install it. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I just saw it, and I was like, ooh, Max Payne. Uh, I've never even heard of these sites. Applanet.net, snapsmarket.com, and appbucket.net. You guys use any of those, or did you before, allegedly? Uh, According to PC World, FBI agents download numerous copies of paid Android apps as part of the operation before seizing all three domains and executing nine search warrants uh, August 21st. Do you think, like, their boss just came in one day and was like, gather around, guys, bring it in, bring it in, take a knee. He like hands out Nexus Sevens to everyone. He's like, "All right, 
here's the list of sites. And they just went crazy and like downloaded everything and played them and had parties. I bet they did. Uh, I think it was more likely some boss did, didn't want, he wanted to download some porn app from uh, <laughs> a legal store. Of course. his phone infected with malware and then, God damn it, then it's a problem. Then, that, we have to then it's a sites. problem. This ain't, this is running slow. What the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a little unclear whether the FBI and the DOJ will be pursuing criminal action against the site operators or whether anyone was detained. In fact, we don't know if the government is even aware of the perps' identities. Applinet, the largest of the three sites, was advertising a database of over 15,000 Android applications. Uh, it has amassed a following of over 88,000 people on Facebook and 21,000 on t- Twitter. Snap's market and app bucket were smaller, 16,492 Facebook likes, respectively. (laughs) And they had access to over 50,000 apps, but wait, there's more. Let this be a warning to numerous underground whereas sites who are contributing to the high piracy rates present on both major ecosystems, iOS and Android. Did you say whereas? Whereas. How do you say What? Where's? I've always said it. Where is? It's where's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Don't worry about it. I, I, I'm the old man here. It's where's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm the young punk that got in on the end of it. It's, it's where's. It's the where's. Don't mess with my where's. I always thought it was Spanish. I just thought it was Spanish. I'm sorry. No. Worries. Where so is? Did you call yourself a whereas pup? Is that what we were called? A whereas wolf. <laughs> Shifter. Uh, Look at just... the with his whereas wolf, man. Check out my fine collection of whereas. <laughs> whereas over here, you can check out my other collection. All right, uh, that's about it with that. Did you see the gift cards? Google Play, you can go in there if you go to the Play Store on your device and hit redeem. And then you can put in codes and redeem. Oh, uh, the only thing I want to de- redeem is my senior wares. Senior wares. Awesome. I just wonder what people are, are these going to actually be used. I mean, D- does anybody start buying each other? Like, I got ten percent off of this ninety-nine cent download. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I added to my collection of where is. <laughs> uh, now, oh, we should talk about this before we do some app picks. So, in more lawsuit news, right? Seven patents Google Motorola filed against Apple on Friday. They're like, oh, yeah? We got patents? We got a bunch of patents. Bring it. Bring it. And then they did like a dance-off thing. <laughs> And they got served. Uh, there's a geographic temporal significant messaging patent, an apparatus method and system for multimedia control and communication patent. And you know what? Like, if Apple wins against Samsung and even and gets phones, like, delayed and stuff, that's one manufacturer. There's still a grip of other manufacturers that will continue. If Google, with the Motorola stuff, gets the iPhone stopped, like, but that's kind of all you have. At, uh, I mean, in, in that space, you know, you still have iPods, I guess, unless they infringe as well. Who knows? 
Well, uh, infringe too. And and other computers, just like going after Samsung. I mean, they mobile smartphones was like one tiny piece of Samsung's overall like TVs and kitchen appliances and you know all the other stuff that they make. So it's not like it's it's really it's more of a pain, I guess, than anything it, it would seem. But. <laughs> The, so there's I'm not going to read the rest of these, but we'll we'll put links to it in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. But there's just a bunch more patents. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. One ends and another, whereas another begins. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I got Shall- this old Bob and Tom <laughs> skit from the Bob and oh, Tom. Bob show. and Tom. Oh my god, That's terrible. <laughs> Oh no! I I who's playing the uh, snare drum? <laughs> I can't even say this on the air. I will have to wait until the post show to tell you about this one. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Did you guys see T-Mobile is giving back? T-Mobile giving back truly unlimited data plans. It's funny that like all of the big carriers take away unlimited data, and then all the smaller carriers are like, "Ooh, here's our chance! Get them, guys!" And then they come out with it. Except I'm that calling, none of them are where I live, of course. So I'm calling that morning to get on their unlimited plan. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've been on T-Mobile for years. Yeah, well, are September fifth. Sign up for the new unlimited plan when you get the chance, or yeah, I don't think I'm on any contract, so I'm going to convert my wife and I both over to the unlimited everything. It's like seventy bucks for unlimited voice, text, data. What not? And since my phone is rooted, I can do hotspot unlimited. There you well. go. September 5th, they say it will begin offering. It's called the Unlimited Nationwide 4G Data Plan, except in Montana. Yay! Yeah, I actually don't live where there's 3G, 4G coverage for T-Mobile, but when I travel, I come across it. It's like Christmas. I remember before we got LTE here, which we just got like a couple months ago or a few months ago, like traveling to Washington and hitting Spokane and even, I think, Coeur d'Alene had it. It was like, oh my god! I didn't, I didn't realize you lived in such a sticks. Yeah, it, the only reason we got it before other, like we got it here before bigger cities got it, is because of how touristy it is here in the summertime, and then for the ski resort in the wintertime. And they're like, these people have to have LTE. I mean, God forbid they come to <laughs> Montana and not get cell phone coverage. <laughs> Why are you doing like an old Saturday night live? I don't skit? know. I'm, I'm still trying to find order. my place. So. I'm not camera friendly. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, how much the new plan costs will vary based on how you're paying for your smartphone. If you use a subsidized phone with one of T-Mobile's classic voice text plans, it'll be 30 a month. Uh, if you have an unsubsidized phone or you're using a smartphone you purchase from someone other than T-Mobile, you only pay 20 bucks a month. That's Is that... That's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, my phone's an import, so I'm, I'm I'm clear. So you'll pay less. So if you if you like just hack your stuff, you pay less. That's awesome. That's how it should be. Uh, so yeah, good job, T-Mobile. I hope. I mean, do you think if enough of the small carriers bring that back, and as people's contracts go up, they switch where they can? Do you think the big companies will like redo their their plans? Or once it's taken away, is it forever gone? Is that it? And I'll never upgrade my Galaxy Nexus ever. <laughs> so T- T-Mobile used to have unlimited, and then they went back, and now they're going back to unlimited. So I think it's possible okay. to regain it. But 
I, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't going to play. I don't know how many phones can support T-Mobile's 4G. Of course, CDMA phones can't move over. iPhones can't move over. Um, maybe this is setting up for next year when they have more frequencies and everybody can just move over. Sure. I think it's great. I hope. I was really. Uh, I was really worried when AT and T tried to buy T-Mobile that we were going to get screwed. Uh, and I hope T-Mobile sticks around for a while because it's been they've been pretty good to us. Well, and the only reason they didn't was that the the commission said no, right? Like everything else was set, or was it not? No, they, they couldn't, no, get, right. couldn't get government approval. What, Joey? No, you're absolutely right. I, it, this is like one of the few times in recent memory that a merger has not been approved. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know how many people know this digging into like history, but. Uh, do people talk about ExxonMobil now being one of the biggest companies ever, or if not the biggest company ever? Well, back in, geez, decades ago, the U.S. Department of Antitrust, or something they called it at the time, actually forced ExxonMobil to separate into Exxon and Mobil. They, they broke the company up. And then... 70 years later or something like that, they merged back together oil? because... Mean... Uh, no, that wasn't Standard Oil because Standard Oil had to get broken up in the... Tw- yeah! Thank you, Hangouts, for crashing! Oh. All right, we're back. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Just... It's fine. Anyway, Thank you, Hangouts. So it is possible for the rules to change and a company to come back together after it's separated is my only comment on that T-Mobile thing. Right. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I personally think that it's a good idea to have three regional carriers so that way you get stuck with or three national carriers so that way no matter where you go you have some competition. Even if it's not that good. Did you guys see the CM10 boot animation? It's so cool. <laughs> I just thought... I must have it somewhere on one of my phones. Are you running CM10 yet? I think because I'm running the vicious jelly bean ROM on my Nexus, I think for the Prime I'd like to try out CM10 and see how it is. Or Every time I switch to those ROMs, the radio keeps dropping my Wi-Fi, so I'm back on, like, stock. Even with the fix? Oh. With, with the Wi-Fi fix? Or yeah, is there is there one? Because there, there was a GPS fix for the vicious ROM I'm on. No, I just not had good luck. Hmm. So I'm on like a slightly modified jelly bean ROM. And also, I mean, CM9 is pretty much stable, isn't it? If you wanted, if you didn't need jelly bean or whatever, like I don't know how Google now wouldn't be useful on my tablet just because I use my phone way more than I use the tablet. But I don't know. It's useful Maybe on the ICS Nexus 7, is... but not the not the Prime. What's up? I have I have Google now on the on the Nexus Seven. It's very useful for that, but it's not useful on the on the Transformer Prime. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It just seems which I'm like... thinking of selling to get a Google Chromebook. I'm thinking of just trading mine for a Nexus Seven. <laughs> I just want it to run. It's so like it it's so buggy still, man. And waiting on Asus to push out anything else, <sighs> forget it. I'm going to finish ROMing that thing after the show, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I'll put links to these in the show notes, and you guys can check them out. It looks cool. I like it. It kind of reminds me of a Stargate, like a honeycomb. Will you be having any noodles while you work on that? Excuse me? Will you be having noodles while you work on that? Sp- speak into my good ear? 
will you be having any noodles? Shut up, Joey. Because you were saying that you were going to be ramen it. Oh, aha. Ha-ha. Thanks. You guys got funny since I was gone. Damn. Oh. All right, app picks. Joey, give me an app pick. Okay. Give me uh, Eric's app pick. I was told that uh, Google Maps had an update, so I could do that. Hello, Google Maps. Just kidding. All right, so this week I have a game. There's a shocker. Um called Basketball Shoot. Shoot. And I'm loading the game up right now so I can put it on camera for you. Uh, just a second Our podcast here. listeners appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys, <laughs> if you're podcasting. All right, so basically you have this basketball court. Sure. Um, that you can sort of see. Let me get the camera closer. There we go. And what you have to do is drag your finger over the screen mm-hmm. and launch the ball into the hoop. Ah. And you get a certain number of tries, and you get graded based upon accuracy, and you get points, and you have to do it in a certain time. And then you have challenges to hit it in certain ways and okay. blah, 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 blah. It reminds me an awful lot in concept of, like, Angry Birds because you have to, like, draw back the slingshot. Well, same thing with right. this. You have to aim the the basketball into the hoop. Physics-based um, game. It's free, ad-supported, um, it's fun, and it's a great way to kill some time, and it's a simple game that pretty much anybody can do it. A uh, couple of tips. The second you take your finger off the screen, the ball will fly no matter where you have it aimed. So watch out for that. You might send it someplace you didn't intend. And also... You do not have to put your finger on the ball in order to aim it. You can put your finger anywhere on the screen, and you can move your finger as required to set the angle. I like when Um, games do that for the controls. Like, it doesn't have to be where they say it's wherever your finger happens to be. Right. Every time on touchscreen, my fingers drift. (laughs) It's so annoying. But most games are getting really good about doing that. So thank you, games. In this case, you probably couldn't, you can't actually put your finger on it. Uh, because the the ball keeps moving around to different shots, different angles. So there are some shots you just can't make them if you actually had your finger on the ball. By the way, if you draw your finger off the screen slowly, like you're trying to aim, it will actually cancel your shot and tell you, no, 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 put your finger over here, idiot, and and try aiming from here. Uh, so just a little tip. All right. Bas- Free in the Play Store. Basketball shoot. Uh, Shane, you got an app pick? Yes, I do. So, um, I don't know about you guys, and maybe Matt, since you're on the road a lot, uh, I'm a big audiobook guy. Um, but I don't know if people are aware of, but a lot of uh, your public libraries that we all pay taxes for uh, have their own digital back end for audiobooks and ebooks. So, something I use sometimes for the Kansas City Public Library, it's called Overdrive uh, Media Console. And it, 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 uh, it's an audiobook player that uh, you need an account with your local library. Now, usually that's free because we all pay taxes. And you can um, connect to your own li- uh, your library and download audiobooks. Uh, and then it provides a player. I think you've got like maybe two or three weeks, depending on the book and the producer, to, um, to listen to the book. But they might, at least the Kansas City Public Library has a pretty good collection uh, the app, as far as I can, I think the app is free. Um, my public library is free. And so I can download books and listen to them on the phone without needing to go through Audible or ripping stuff to MP3s and then copying it over. Um, 
And depending on your library, it may, inter it may slightly use the web browser to log in and all that, but it works pretty well. Uh, they haven't quite updated for like ice cream sandwich, so maybe you don't get the lock screen controls. Uh, but actually, you don't with Audible either, come to think of it. So um, Overdrive Media Console has a terrible name, um, but it's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, terrible I, name. And, and um, I, there are tons and tons of libraries and all that, and so I found it. And um, I don't use it quite as much as Audible because uh, I have huge backlog of books on Audible that I already paid for and that I haven't gotten around to listening. Um, but I've gone through a few months here at a time where I, I find a book on there and I listen to it, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. So it's all free, and, uh, you know, uh, reading is good. So Reading is I also good. Want, I also want to give a shout-out to my uh, new Vizio CoStar Google TV, which I'll talk about probably next week. When is I it awesome? You should come on Yats tomorrow and talk about it. Yeah, uh, if I haven't thrown the remote through the TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, the, TV, the, the unit's great. The remote's terrible. So, right. Anyway, that, that's my pick. Overdrive Media Council. All right. Uh, should we do Eric's pick? How about no? Let's do my pick. It's Google Translate just because I was in Mexico. And the one thing I failed to realize... Uh, was that it needs a data connection to work. So I'm all like thinking this is going to be no problem due to the, the airport didn't speak English, no big deal. <clears throat> and there's like no Verizon there, no nothing. It's just, yeah. But when you do have internet on your phone, it's really awesome. You can like take pictures of stuff. I mean, here's here's what the just the UI on the tablet looks like. But you oh, can talk to tablet. it. You can write, like actually write. Uh, or you can take a picture and it'll recognize and then it'll translate. And it's got a ton of different languages. I mean, you guys know that. I just wanted to mention, I, did, I actually used it. It works really well for, um, I mean, Google Now also did. It integrates with this and it knew I was there. So in my pull down, there was a card for currency and translating. And it hooked up to this, which was kind of cool. Like it just did it. <laughs> it was like, oh, hey, SA, check this out. So. Were you know. able to have a conversation back and forth with somebody using it then? Yeah, there's conversation mode. I mean, it's not like, I don't know, it's not real-time, real-time, but it, it works pretty well. So, check it out. And I was I was playing Need for Speed under, or Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. So much fun when you're on a plane, like, driving a car. <laughs> it's awesome. So... All right. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else we wanted to mention before we wrap this thing up? Is this early enough for you, Diva Joey, DJ? Yes, Is this good? indeedy. I am actually looking through Overdrive Media right now. Going to go get some more milk and go to bed? Go to beddy yeah. bye? Getting late oh, for funny, you? Funny. Little guy? Yeah. Little guy getting tired? Yeah. Oh, stop it. I think I remember sleep. I vaguely remember yeah. sleep. Sleep will come back to me soon. Yeah. After I root and rom this P.O.S. With your ramen noodles. With my ramen noodles. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Check out our site, attackoftheandroids.com. Submit stories if you'd like to the subreddit, attackoftheandroids.com slash subreddit. Subscribe on iTunes, and you can leave us a message at 406-204-046-887. Matt and Joey and Shane, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, we'll uh, catch you guys next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Peace out. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com